Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Jason Tucker, and this is WP Water Coolers WP Blab. It is episode number 73. It is Thursday. It is 7 o'clock, and it's time for us to get going with this show. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about WordPress freelancers. Optimize your time with social tools. So, you know, we don't have a guest. Wow, I have to cut out half the stuff I usually say. Bridget, tell, you, tell us a little bit about yourself. I am a self-proclaimed Twitter nerd. This is going to be my favorite episode. You're going to just have to get me to calm down and go slow. And I write about social media and a little bit of WordPress, mostly social media and relationship marketing on BridgetWiller.com. I'm also the marketing manager for Give, the most robust online donation platform for WordPress. You can find out more at GiveWP.com. Woohoo! What's up? I'm Jason Tucker. You can find me over at Jason Tucker on Twitter. My blog is jasontucker.blog. I work at a church. I do IT stuff over there. I'm actually going to be rebuilding their website in uh, WordPress pretty soon here. So that's going to be pretty exciting. So yeah, lots of fun stuff going on. We wanted to talk a little bit about social media, kind of get an idea of uh, what is it that you folks out in the world are doing with social media as it relates to your WordPress site and well as the various tools that you're using that have nothing to do with WordPress, but are helping you support bringing people to your website. So I'm super excited about this topic as well, because um, for one, uh, for the folks that are gonna be helping us out in the chat room um, in our uh, in our show notes, uh, if you go look at the link in our, in our chat, you'll be able to check that out. Um, Bridget and I actually did all the work for you. So all you gotta do is just rearrange the text that we're gonna be putting in here as we talk about it. And I'd imagine we'll probably start from top to bottom. You, you, you just I kind of put it in an order. Might, might be the way that it works oh, out. So not as order as you should be. Maybe we should talk about making your site accessible. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Starting with so, our favorite social plugin. Yeah, and you know, I, I've been I've been toying around with a bunch of stuff lately, and I, I'm I'm not so sure which one I want to land on, especially when it comes to social sharing type stuff. What do you mean? You know, well, I mean, what was it? Probably oh seventy ish episodes ago, we were talking about like, oh, what's your favorite social sharing plugin? What's the button that you that you put onto your website so people can click on it and share the stuff onto? you know, out on the web. And my thing was, you know, uh, mass share, mass share was yeah. like the thing. I love mass share, but there are some, there is some competition that's out there that um, I've been playing around with. And it was mainly from folks that are in our chat room that were talking about it. I'm trying to remember what the name of the plugin was that um, yeah, I was, I was trying to prepare early as well, but uh, you were dominating the, uh, the documents. So I wasn't All able right. to. <laughs> Let's see here. What was that plugin that um, it's the one that a lot of people have been using lately um, for uh, was it social warfare? If I remember correctly. Oh really? I've Which used, I've I think it's funny because of you. I know I love Mash there, um, but it seems like this social warfare plugin has just gotten. Yeah, I don't know. It was last updated a week ago. Robust they have about. Yeah, they claim to have like twenty thousand uh, active installs. Um, they, I don't know, it just seems like it's it's been kind of picking up a little bit here. So, I'm curious if any of you folks in the chat room have been using um, Social Warfare or if you're using Mass Share. But uh, both of those have been um, pretty awesome for me. So let me ask you a question from your yeah. from your user experience. When you're on a website, you're on a blog. It's awesome. You want to share it. Mm-hmm. 
What happens if they don't have sharing buttons? Well, um, what is for some behavior for somebody who's savvy enough to use the tools that um, I bring all the tools to the table with me. So I know that's a question. I shouldn't have asked you because as I drag hard. myself around the social, you know, the social sphere, I go like, <laughs> "Oh, I love this. This is great." You know what? I'm throwing this in the buffer, and then yeah. I throw it in the buffer, and it trips out my my coworkers because I'll, I'll literally be sitting there eating my sandwich at lunch, right? And then their phone will go off because some of these people are stalking me on social media and they go like, you just tweeted. And I go, yeah, I did. How did you do that? <laughs> buffer. Okay, but, but before you know? we go to, before <laughs> we go to buffer and Hootsuite, right. I, I just want to bring something up because Please. you and I, we're kind of, we're experienced. Okay. So, right. Right. But I will tell you, even though I have several bookmarklet and extensions on Chrome, if you don't have sharing buttons, maybe you're not I'm telling just, me to share it, right? I'm just bouncing. Like, I, I, there's too much content out there. Like, there's a there's an aspect of truth to that that we had kind of a debate about it the other day. Like, do you care? how many people click which button or is it hospitality like bringing napkins at a restaurant hmm. but then you and i are bringing our own napkins and our own silverware so it's kind of it dies with the two of us we would have needed um some, you know regular user so anyway that was my supposed to be my segue into setting your wordpress site up in order to make it shareable right and there's two key infrastructure you need one is sharing buttons of some sort. Because not everybody's going to install Chrome extensions. Okay. And number two, get that metadata working on your side. And the oh, easiest yeah. way to do it for free is install the Yoast SEO plugin. Don't install it with all in one SEO, just install it by itself. There's not extra SEO from extra buttons. They go to the social settings. Go to the Facebook tab and click enable. You want the open graph data. Open graph data is the meta tags for social. And everybody follows along with that. And there's two tools that will be in the, so in the show notes. Open graph debugger and Twitter card validator. Open graph debugger is the best tool ever. And I'll tell you for a couple reasons why. First of all, it will show you exactly what Facebook sees. It will scrape the website. It will show you the featured image. You are using featured images, right? Definitely. Yes. Nod your head. Audience, <laughs> audience, nod your head up and down. <laughs> Facebook likes 1,200 by 628 size. So yep. like this. Um, so... It will show you the featured image. It will show you the metadata. This should be like about 155 characters and the headline. If you go back and change any of that and it's already been shared on Facebook, this is when you really love this tool, okay? I'm going to tell you this. So you go back to the, the debugger, put the URL in, scrape it, and then click scrape again. Then... Go to the permalink of your post. You can only do it for things you posted. And then when you're at the permalink, how to get to the permalink set, like little super gray tiny date, 
click on that. You can't do this from your phone. Click yep. on that, then highlight over on the top right that there's an upside down carrot. Then click that and click refresh share attachment. You can send thank you letters to P.O. Box 3233, Dana Point, California, 92629. <laughs> I use this all the time. I tell people about this all the time because you fix something on Facebook, and we don't think of Facebook as having cash, right? But that's how you clear Facebook's cash. You're going to yep. love that tip. Yep. I agree. <laughs> it but, saves my butt all the time. But one of the things that I that I do when I'm on the road and I want to be able to um, to grab um, grab the featured image on my phone, like on my iPhone, is yeah. I use this plugin called um, called Image Drain plugin. Oh. This app for the iPhone called Image Drain, and what Image Drain does is it gives you a little share button on the very bottom here. So I want to show you real fast because this this thing right here has kind of saved my bacon when it comes to it's like doing social sharing stuff. And I'm like, I need to grab this this image. So if you go right here down on the bottom, you click on this little oops, you click on this little thing down the bottom right here in the in the very middle. You should be able to see it, maybe. There's a thing in the middle. It looks like a little social share button. If you okay. tap on that thing, and then there's you'll you have a little icon called image drain right there. Wow. When I push image drain, watch what this thing does. It goes and finds all the images that are on the page, and lets you download them. Oh, including the featured image. So, so the thing is, is that featured images are not required as an image that is on the website. It doesn't have to be anywhere on the website. You can make a featured image that is very custom just for Facebook, just for Twitter, all that sort of thing. Right, right, right. But it doesn't have to be an image that's embedded onto the site. Right. So if you want to grab that featured image, use this image drain little extension for, for, uh, uh, for um, Safari. You'll be able to grab the image and save it to your, you know, to your, uh, your camera roll. And be able to go from there and use it on Facebook or Twitter or whatever, and be able to just embed that image if you really want to kind of make it a little custom. So I know, like, you have to use a theme that supports a featured image for one thing. Otherwise, you have to throw it into the the editor. But the other thing is that you can set a default image in the settings of your WordPress, so that if there is no word, if there is no image, you should do something that's custom. You know, like we've all seen the WordCamp, like no offense, but the WordCamp posts that are all turquoise with a W. Yeah. Like that just, that's, that's a default situation. But I actually have a question about that. I know Buffer does the same thing. They, they kind of pull images down and they'll share it. I wonder about the legality of that. Which one? Still in a featured image? Well, because when you share a link and it shows the metadata, it's not you posting it as a picture. It's showing you that um, metadata. I'm wondering. I bet that's why I keep seeing. I keep seeing one of our, uh, one of my friends using a pictures from Architectural Digest, and I'm like, ooh, copyright infringement. You know where it where it uploads yeah. as pic.twitter.com, and I wonder with Getty and their whole like aggressive Being crazy <laughs> no i know but like i think it's just a featured image is probably fine but um i was just 
overthinking for a minute. I'm not sure about that. I don't do that. I want the whole, because when you use a Twitter card and you enable Twitter cards, instead of just a little bit of text with a link, it's now all of a sudden it's way bigger in the feed. Right. Which is the whole reason why I use an image. Yeah, I guess. I mean, that's why I use, yeah, that's why I use an image. Yeah, definitely. Because it, it huh. makes it way bigger. Either way, it's the same concept. Right. Of hmm. getting, you know, you're trying to grab eyes. You know, on Twitter, you're trying to grab eyes. Yeah, I'm trying to think if how that would. I mean, I'm I am obviously no legal expert or anything like that, but uh -uh. the 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 idea of linking to a, I guess at some point Getty would have to be like, you know what, um, this thing's going to be social shared, and our our whole purpose of putting this as a thing that's going to be social shared is to hopefully. Yeah grab a new customer that wants to use that image for their next thing. So the I would love is, like a lawyer person to come. Yeah, and that would that be interesting. To that see. would be a good show. Yeah. I'd, I'd imagine that Getty would probably have to just not do social sharing if they were like, or maybe be it's part of the license. It. Like they know yeah. that. Sure. That was I didn't mean to like derail, but no, no, but uh, that that makes a lot that that makes it really interesting. Like, I just how think does it presentation on that? And I was like, oh man, because now yeah. you're uploading as yours, as if it's yours, and the URL comes. But I don't know. That's interesting. Huh. I'm not well, sure. We'll have to find ourselves a lawyer not, and see if we can get them on here oh and talk God. about it. It would be so cool. I know that when that my first word camp at Orange County in 2013. There was a lawyer that gave a presentation oh, yeah. on copyright infringement. It was awesome. We don't have that enough. But no. anyway, so um, that's all. But anyway, that's a great that's a great app because on your phone, uh, and that and that's a good segue to Buffer maybe because Buffer. There's two things that I like. Then um, I know you love Buffer, so I use yeah. Buffer. Uh, Buffer on my phone. I especially use Buffer on my phone because it's so easy for me to like, if I'm in Safari reading something and you click the box with the arrow and it gives me a choice to share, I can share it in Slack, a text message, you know, whatever, or Buffer. And right. I can either share it right now or share it next and add it to my queue. And the great thing about Buffer is even the free accounts allow you to set a schedule. So... Mm -hmm. Uh, the free account, I think, is three or two or three social accounts, and that so that means platforms too. So it could be, it could be three of my Twitter accounts. It could be one Twitter, one LinkedIn, one Facebook. It could be, you know, different. It could be any mixer mash, but it's because it's when you think three accounts, sometimes you think three entire brands. It's not that. I have, I have nine on mine. <laughs> yeah, there's a the. Awesome plan is ten dollars a month, yep. which is cheaper than Hootsuite. But I use Hootsuite for a different reason. But the one thing I like about Buffer and Hootsuite is that their desktop to mobile experience is extremely similar. Those two things, like I liked TweetDeck when it was yellow and black before Twitter bought them. I will not use it now. So yeah, I'm Matt not keeps trying to, to. I don't like it. I'm not it goes to too that. fast. Goes too fast. I don't need something giving me an epileptic. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just I can't deal yeah. with it. Yeah, I don't and, like it. And I like and I and I'm on my phone a lot, especially at a WordCamp. And here's the thing that I always pitch about Twitter. Um, because Twitter's my favorite. I I don't use 
except for client work. I don't use anything for Facebook or Instagram. Well, you can't with Instagram or any of that. I only schedule on Twitter because Twitter tolerates repetition and volume as a platform and a culture. But mm -hmm. like, so you're, you're at the doctor, you're waiting for them because they, they take 10 years. Just open up Twitter, start reading, and you can talk to people or look at your notifications. When it's done, you just put it away back in your purse and go do your thing. Like that's, I, there's so much waiting time. And that's what I always tell my friends that are in business. They're like, I don't have time for Twitter. I always say, spend five minutes in the morning and five minutes after lunch. And if you have less than 500 followers, that should be manageable. Yep. It, if you want to do more, do it while you're waiting because you're going to be waiting. You're going to be waiting for your kid to get out of the car or you're going to be waiting for the kid to get back in the car if you're taxiing kids. You're going to be at a restaurant waiting for your friend that's always 15 minutes late. You know what I'm saying? There's lots of times to be to to optimize that. So like, you know, I just want to stay true to the optimization. Just like anything in your workflow, using the right tools for the right reasons is how you optimize your time. So you have to think about what your goals are. So um, yeah, Buffer has a, a, Chrome a Chrome extension. And that, and one of my favorite things to do, Jason doesn't do this, but one of my favorite things to do is I like to, especially for my own blog post. Now I will say, I'm no fan of automation, but scheduling and automation are not the same thing. And there's a great talk by Mally Hart from WordCamp Atlanta where she totally differentiates the two in a way I've never heard anybody do. Automation means no humans were ever involved. Scheduling is you crafted this and then you put it in line to, you know, to be a courtesy to your audience, right? So I use the only thing I use for automation is revival post. I have it going every nine hours on my WordPress blog. And I love it. So that because otherwise it's really hard to remember. You've written all this content. You got to go back and share it. So some people like co-schedule. I don't want to sit there and manually add it up. If I'm going to do that, I'm going to do it in something else, right? Yeah. Um, so one of the things I like to do if I am promote, promoting a blog post like that I just wrote or somebody else's and I want to share it from three or four different accounts is I'll take different quotes from it instead of just the headline. And so with the, with the buffer Chrome extension, you can highlight the text, then press the buffer symbol and then add it to your queue or share it now. And that's the good thing is you can either share it now or add it to your queue. Yeah. Or use like, um, was it power scheduler that's built into that? So you could say like at, uh, Oh, let's see. How about uh 6 59 PM Pacific? I want you to send out a message saying we just went live <laughs> and I do that every week. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah. But you just, it's kind of hands off and just it schedules it and you're, you're good to go. The, the other thing that on that same vein, um, is, Hootsuite. I use Hootsuite Pro. I pay 15 bucks for that. I have so much SaaS. Like Quicken is like, yep. okay, that's it. There's a SaaS category <laughs> in my Quicken. Now I spend probably $100 a month in SaaS. Right. At least. Uh, but, you know, again, it's your time. So how much is your time worth? Right. So um, Hootsuite gives you two options as far as scheduling. It will automatically schedule for you. 
or you can say what time. And so that's really helpful because it will kind of auto and intuit, intuit that. So what I like is on my phone or even on the mobile, if I wanted to share something like somebody said, oh, share this right now. We're Camp LA speaker submissions are due May 31st. Then I could go click, 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 click all the accounts and then go auto schedule and it will send all of those six tweets out at different times. But I only yeah. did it once. So again, workflow. I like that. That's one thing I really miss from um, not having in buffer is that auto schedule thing. Cause it does, what it does is it just starts shifting those things around. So it doesn't look like it's crazy robotic um, to do that in who, oops, I, I forgot to have this thing on automatic uh, to have, <laughs> to have it on, um, to have it, to have, to do that in buffer requires a little bit of extra work because you have to go in and kind of change these things throughout. Yeah. And every social account is going to end up having them launched at the same time. So you can kind of move those things around if need be. Um, because if you send them all at the same time, you lost the impact. Yep. That means like, if, especially Twitter, because if they didn't have their eyeballs there right then. Yeah. And that's where like that power, that um, power scheduler built into um, buffer will let you do that. But it, it does it. It's kind of in a grid situation yeah. where it's like, oh, you have to make these a whole bunch of these, you know, different times. And then you click on which ones you want to schedule to go off. So what I usually do is I have them go off at different times or so the same time on different networks. So I'll have one go off on Twitter and then one go off on Facebook. And then the next time around, it'll be a different Twitter and Facebook. So they right. kind of. So go you off do on that different manually. Times. Yeah, yeah, which I I really wish that you know, uh, buffer would do that sort of thing. Yeah, that is that is a bummer. Um, I use a tool that's in beta called MiniDeck, and it competes with butter, Buffer, and it will auto schedule everything depending upon the time that's best for that account. That's cool. It's I really wish that. Cool. And I really I wish, wish that Buffer. Could, had that. I know. I think Buffer used to have it a long time ago, Jason. Yeah. Well, Buffer, one of the things that I really like in Buffer, since we're, I want to st stick on Buffer for a minute so we don't yeah. jump back to it, is I really love the fact that they have link shortening that's built into it. So yes, link shortening. You can go into, it's like settings and then link shortening, and then you can buy a domain name or use like a, uh, well, I bought a domain name. So I have a domain name. It's uh, jtuck.xyz, which like, yeah. it looks just like, it just looks horrible, but it's perfect because it's kind of sticks out and it says like, hey, look, anything you click on here is coming from Jason. But what it does is um, anything that I tie each of these social accounts into, so like anything that's a personal brand of mine, I put onto that, that link shortener. Um, any of the things that aren't mine, but it's something that's WP Water Cooler, it has its own social shortener. So I have these kind of all s separated out. But what's nice about it is anything you share through Buffer will use that social, um, use that link shortener. So you'll have your own custom little link that's there just for people to see that's actually coming from you. Yeah. So Doug has a question as what I was about to get to right then, actually. Um, Douglas, sorry. Um, so why is posting all social media accounts at the same time bad? So I have a video in my Guru Minute series where I'm standing in front of food trucks, and this is my analogy. So if you have a food truck, and you got a really good business because you found a good corner, that's great. And then you get a second food truck. Are you going to put it at the same corner? 
You're not, because that's foolish. You're going to put it at a different corner at a different time, because you want to hit the whole lunch time. So you want to go from like 10.30 to 3. You want to hit the city of Irvine in different spots. The more trucks you add, the more you want to optimize where you can be seen and found, right? So um, the thing is, that's what's so great about Hootsuite and Buffer and these other things, is you can schedule them with intention right? Just like you would with your food truck business. So if you, like I had said earlier, if you send it all at the same time, there's two things that are going to happen. Number one, if you didn't see it, goodbye. Like you're just not going to see it. Okay. The second thing is if I follow you on Instagram, Facebook, Google plus LinkedIn, Twitter, and I see the same thing every single time, from every single account, then I'm going to choose one place to follow you. I don't need to follow you everywhere because no. you're not giving me a reason to. Um, and in fact, I am a little bit of a, I would definitely say that I am a purist when it comes to social media. The things I put on Instagram are nowhere else except for using Instagram feed on my blog. Like it's not, I don't auto post from other places. I definitely recommend against auto posting to Twitter. If you don't, if you're not, especially if you're not aware of the character limits, it can turn out bad. We've talked about that several times, but like Instagram and Facebook, that's pretty common. A real good trick about doing that well is not using hashtags in your original post and then putting your hashtags in a comment. That's a good workaround. But the truth is, I yeah, I don't really need to like your picture on Instagram and on Facebook. So for me, I do something, I do, everything's different. It might be similar. Like if I'm at, um, if I'm at an event, I'll do something different for Instagram, something different for Twitter, something different for Facebook. In fact, when I'm with Jen Miller, we've already decided she's going to post on Facebook. I'm going to post on Twitter. Like we wow, just, really? Yeah, we literally have an agreement. When we take selfies, I text them to her. She posts on Facebook. I post on Twitter. Oh, wow. Because you don't want the duplication. And huh. then she posts all her crazy hashtags. And, and then I do all the Twitter things because that's what she excels at and that's what I excel at. So even in our friendship, we're optimizing, right? Because nobody wants everybody seeing everything all at the same time. So, But the other thing is, like I said, you might miss somebody. So what I do is I kind of have a um, release strategy sort of. So Google Plus you know what? If there's anything you're going to automate, just automate it to Google+. Plus. Google+, Plus is for SEO until Google decides to kill it because Google is Google. So do it. So Google+, Plus, I don't care what you do with that. I like it. Not everybody else does. Me and one other person. Okay, so that's fine. But <laughs> so I'll go Google+, Plus and Twitter immediately at the same time. I'll schedule two more tweets for that same day. Tomorrow or maybe three hours later, it depends on your the client or your audience. But for myself, tomorrow I'll put it on Facebook. And two days later I'll put it on Instagram. I mean, sorry, LinkedIn, LinkedIn. If it's like my blog post, right? right? 
So I might, you know, until LinkedIn gets something better than, you know, say link in my bio, I'm not going to do that. I, I don't go to Instagram and read people's, like, it's fine enough for their captions like this long, but I'm right. not going to, I'm not going there to read, 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 read. Like, I don't want to read a blog post when I'm on Instagram. That's, that experience is not what I'm trying to do. I said, end of the night, I want to see your dogs and your rainbows and your flowers and your kid. Dog, rainbow, flower, kid. That's like all I want to look at on Instagram. You want to share your blog post with me about business? Put it on LinkedIn. Like, be aware of your the venue that you're at. So that's why these tools are so great because Buffer will let you use, will let you attach to Google Plus LinkedIn, LinkedIn pages and profiles. Facebook pages and profiles and Twitter. Now it says it does Instagram, but Instagram doesn't allow uh, scheduling. It's against terms of service. So is a regram, by the way. Instagram's terms of service requires original content. So memes are against it. Memes that you didn't create are against the terms of service, people. Um, but anyway, that's but buffer buffer will help you with that it'll because tell it you, will tell hey. you. Tell us how right. that works. Yeah, because um, my dogs have Instagram accounts, and <laughs> of course they do. <laughs> and so it reminds me every day. Hey, have you taken a picture of your dog and posted on Instagram yet? And I go, No, I have not. And most of the time, I just say no because they're not getting a post every single day out of me. But what it it tells me is, Hey, you should go do this. Well, the trick to it is, is that I figured out the time of day that most of the people that have Yorkies and Schnauzers are, are on Instagram. And then I have them, um, I have them trigger that at that time to say, Hey, you know, all these other people are posting about their dogs too. You should probably post it as well. So, um, that's how I use that as kind of my way of reminding me that question about that. Since yeah. Okay. Cause I had this friend, well, I still do Terry Nakamura from Seattle and she would post three pictures at nine o'clock. That was like, it almost became part of my ritual. I wanted to see those three pictures. I like, I finally got into that. Oh, I get that. But since they changed their algorithm, Jason, are you seeing any differences in that? Cause like, I don't even see your pictures until like the next day now. Yeah. I think it's Has more, affected you? no, but I think it's, well, yeah, it's definitely affected me, but I think it's more about um, me getting that content out already okay, so, okay. so what, yeah publish, but see the way that buffer is okay. doing it is it's a human buffer so it's saying like you can queue up a bunch of stuff that's for instagram and it's going to remind you hey post this photo with this caption and it's all ready to go so yeah. you just copy paste post it boom done and that's it yeah but, so that's the way you do it with buffer is by scheduling those out and then have them yeah. get uh pushed out there so See, people uh, in our chat are even saying that their pets are on Instagram. That's awesome. I, I know. I'm just not doing that extra work, man. I mean, there's my dog right there. Yeah, there's, but your dog's brand is is being is is not getting is. enough love. He's he's a, he he gets most of my king size bed. That's all he's getting. <laughs> so anyway, um, there I had another question for you. Yeah. Um, so this is a thing that I learned this week, and I forgot I should have told this at Women Who WP. So I know you're a huge fan of UTM codes. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I was doing work for a client who changed her website. Uh-huh. They had 301 redirects going. Uh-huh. And I had, I had the UTM codes turned on on Buffer. Guess what was happening? 
There's three digits and two of them are fours. Oh, I was getting no. four, four errors because the 301 redirects were not working with the UTM codes. When I took the UTM codes out, it redirected. Yeah. Um, so there's a thing. Be aware of that, right? There's, there's a thing in uh, the redirect plugin um, that you can tell it uh, exclude anything with a question mark after it. I said there was probably a way. Yeah. Dang it. I'm going to write that down. I'm like, the whole world can't be not redirecting UTM code. Yeah, you could actually do it with the UTM code as well if, the, if you're using the same codes over and over again. Exclude, um, see, I always learn on the show, what exclude everything after the question mark. Pardon yeah. us, audience. We're having a private conversation. <laughs> so the question okay. mark for you folks that are out there is um, that's uh, that's the um, that's the way in which the URL is being queried. So you can put a question mark and then anything after it, and the the website typically will totally ignore that altogether. Yeah. Uh, a UTM code, on the other hand, is a way in which um, you're able to um, kind of determine. Uh, Using like there's a there's a website called Google URL Builder that you could use to kind of figure out um, how you want to track a campaign. Yeah. Is it a pay per click? Is it a what's the source? What's its medium? I'm looking these up now because I can't Google remember. Off my head. And then what the uh, what the campaign is. So if you've already set all those things up, you can use this as a way to figure out like, hey, I spent twenty bucks on this. Yeah. Did I actually make any money off of it on the back end of it? It's usually websites that are trying to, um, yeah. you know, track how much money is being spent on a campaign and then how much money they actually make out of it after the fact. So that's where the UTM code would come in to play. Okay, so I know that we have extra time. So that was a really good segue because you know what I didn't think about? What's that? Google Analytics. Oh, yeah. Because in analytics, when you, uh, when you go to acquisition, uh-huh. Um, you can go to uh, social acquisition and find out your network referrals. Yep. You can find out exactly, like for BridgetWiller.com, look at mine. I got 18 from Facebook, 16 from Twitter, right? So you can, you can look at all traffic. Uh, right now, if I'm looking at all traffic for mine, uh, this is going to be a big shock for you guys. 35% of my traffic comes from social. Whoa, who would have thought? I know, right? <laughs> um, but when you click, if you go to all traffic, then you could click social and see all of those broken down. And uh, that's why I said it's Facebook, Twitter, not set, Google Plus, LinkedIn, WordPress, uh, WordPress.com. So you can find out what's really working. Um, but, but the UTM code that um, Jason was referring to is a, called a campaign code. Yep. So that's why I know when I go to campaigns in this last week, Revival Post was four. So it's campaigns, and you'll see those campaigns in there. So if you're doing something really tricky, um, the cool part about the link shortener, uh, which I have Bitly um, using mine, um, is that you can put all that UTM code information in and then you can share it. So the thing is, I delete all of that and then I share it. So I am the worst person. I'm ruining everybody's analytics. But totally. Jason, can you tell people, because um, I know you told me, I could put in my analytics. Like if I wanted to, 
to say, hey, my influence is super great, I can actually say refer equals bridgewiller.com and they'll see that that's a refer. Yep. When I'm sharing it from me. So can you address yeah, actually, that a little bit? I've, I've actually done that as a um as kind of a uh prank. Like a, no, nah, not a prank, but just like, hey, by the way, I just sent you a bunch of traffic, and here's what, here's how I sent it to you. And so you could put in question mark, and then a whole bunch of words. So what I usually do is question mark, you know, uh, I'm I dash mention dash your dash website dash on dash, and then equals, you know, WP <laughs> water cooler. Yeah. And so what that will do is the person will see that come in to their website, and they'll go, whoa, what, what's this? I don't understand what that is. But it allows me to be able to at least say like, hey, I sent you some traffic from one of my things that I do. You know, I'm obviously special, so you should definitely take a look at this. Yeah. So I, I try to do those sorts of things. Um, I also do it for just for me. So if I wanted to track something and I don't want to have to figure out what the, you know, how to set up a UMT code and all the, or UTM code and all that stuff, I just go and um, just come up with my own little um, query string to put at the end of, um, you know, well, I was going to put that in the show notes and the girls were already too fast. That, yeah, I mean, fun, though, they are, right? What, like what, if you're really, if you don't want to go into your Google Analytics and just go to social, you know, right. um, you can, you can also do the UTM codes. Yep. And so it's, it's a good way to like find out, you know, I decided to share this. What I always tell people is this, look, don't listen to me. I don't care. But try it for two weeks. That's always my double dog dare. Just try doing it this way for two weeks. Look at your data. See if it's better. You'll know. Like for me, the thing that matters the most is notifications. If I yeah. get notifications, then I'm being um, engaged. Okay? Right. So, and that's my goal. My goal is I want the conversations, right? So um, that – I just saw a tweet from a conference this week and Jason and I were talking about it. Jason Canill and I were 11, according to um, not Pew Research, but somebody like that, Kinsey or somebody, 11.4 pieces of content is the average amount of content people engage with before making a purchase. Wow. 11.4. Like that is like the biggest number that that validates content marketing right so they have to keep engaging with you you want them sharing you know so yeah th that that's interesting like and if you see that somebody in your referrals is like wp water cooler i would be reaching out to that person if i saw that in my google analytics to say hey jason i just want to thank you so much like if you're a, a company like say you did that forgive and i saw we were getting conversions first of all i would say to matt you need to get this guy in our affiliate program but probably i'd say we should send him a give mug or maybe some special swag or something like that because you want to reward your loyal audience so that's kind of another tool for social that we always forget about is google analytics gives us lots and lots of data um i will also say quickly that Twitter's analytics are really thorough, mm -hmm. um, especially when it comes to demographic data. Yep. Um, so if you're needing qualified leads, you're going to see exactly what everybody's interested in. Now, I, I validate and uh, make my audience personas based upon Twitter lists. 
BridgetWiller.com slash Twitter list. It's like what I always preach because that's what I do in Hootsuite. So I have my list of the people I want to listen to, the you know the WordPressers, and then I'm in that column only looking at those tweets. It's a filter. You know, like when you're looking at custom post types, you only see that. So this is like the same concept. So you're filtering and only seeing the people on that list and stuff they retweeted. And this is, uh, this is something else I want to tell people. So Twitter existed before the retweet button. I know oh, yeah, your yeah. mind is totally blown. And that's <laughs> why a lot of people did, we did copy and then we put RT. RT means retweet. I, if somebody is, presses the button too much, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but somebody can turn off your retweets. You can go to their account, to the settings, and say turn off time. retweets. I do it all the time. So that's why you don't want to be doing stuff too often. You don't want to just sit there and press the retweet button a bunch of times. First of all, it does nothing. I, I would say press reply. Reply is the – I know it's native to Twitter, so it doesn't really, it's not really a third-party tool. But it's my segue to my favorite Chrome extension, though. Reply – it's a great way to talk to people, and that's the point of Twitter. Remember, it started out as texting. So um, I was actually talking to somebody today, and I said, well, why would you have this conversation in public? And I said, it's the same as like being in a networking event and somebody overhearing you going, oh, wow, those guys look like they're having fun. I'm going to go over there. Except right? your intention is to be overheard. So it's almost like you're talking louder than everyone else in the room. You're like, please listen to this thing that I'm saying. No, are you kidding me? You're telling me that that doesn't happen at every WordCamp after. Oh no, totally. What I'm saying is the reason oh, why okay. you post oh, okay. it on Twitter is you're hoping that people would overhear it so that they'll join the conversation so and start talking it. with right, you. Right, right, right. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. I was like, oh, right, because I'm gonna tell you, there's some loud people, and the more they drink, the louder they get. But anyway, my favorite Chrome extension, because you know, got if you know me for five minutes, you know I hate the retweet button. Is classic retweet for Chrome. And so what it does is it adds another reply button that makes the retweet. And I do that, and that's the other reason why I love Hootsuite, because I want to be able to keep the brand the same on my face or their logo, always the same. I add stuff to it. That's why they say a lot of times your tweets should be 120 characters. But the greatest compromise ever is the comment retweet. So instead of just pressing retweet if you want the Twitter way, Add some words at the top. And the, my only caveat with that is if you're in a Twitter chat or at a conference that has a hashtag, you have to add the hashtag again. Yeah. Okay, so that's a weird thing. Oh, Jason, OMG. Mm. I know this is not a third-party thing, but do you have any strong opinions like I do about Twitter's reply all default now? I, I've, it's actually caught me a few times where just recently, who was it I was talking to? Um, what it was is one of our, one of our mutual friends, I don't remember who it was, but one of our mutual friends was trying to, uh, let me see if I can find it real quick, was trying to like uh, bait one of the, one of the big social accounts. I can't remember who it was. It was like Jiffy or some type of like, it was a, but it was a, it was a peanut butter thing. Yeah, and so I, I was like, butter. I was like, you know what? I'll get all punny and I'll start coming up with some punny things to, to post uh, on there. So I started, you know, piling on like most people do. And um, 
I looked and I was like, oh crap, like I'm at replying uh, this like, you know, peanut butter account. Oops. And so, yeah, it ends up automatically just putting that in there. But it also, Twitter is trying to make 140 characters kind of stretch. Yeah. So they're hiding a lot of stuff that um, that they'd think they don't really need to, you know, count you against on that 140 characters. Because Twitter is no longer just a SMS type, uh, uh, you know, tweeting apparatus like it used to be way back in the day. Yeah. Four oh four oh four. I know, it, and <laughs> I miss this fail well too. But anyway, that's why I like Hootsuite because, and the other thing that I do is I, I'm one of the armchair uh, word campers that David Bissett names us. Is on Saturdays you can follow a hashtag in a column. Or yep. if you're at the actual event, you can just see just those tweets. Or if you're watching a sporting event, you can just see those tweets. Um, and it's it's fun to participate online with people. I mean, it's TV is boring for me unless it's a really good um, thing. Like Sherlock came out, so I'll be like not second screening that. But like most TV is like, okay, what's on Instagram? But like if you're at, you want to focus and only participate in this one, or there's a comedy central show called Midnight, and they always have hashtag games. You can just look at that column of tweets. It's a really helpful helpful thing. Tara's asking Hootsuite versus TweetDeck. I do not like TweetDeck since Twitter bought it. Hootsuite yeah. all the way. Three accounts for free. Otherwise, Hootsuite Pro is $14.99. Um, I love TweetDeck. Here's the thing. I spread the love around. There's nothing I'm monogamous to as far as a tool because nothing does what I want. And the truth is that lately, you know what I've been doing, Jason? What's up? And I know this is terrible for our show. I've been on Twitter.com. What? Yeah. I've been using dot com the most. And I know because like then the tool doesn't do what I want it to do. And then I'll go, okay, now I need to go on Hootsuite and look at my list. But sometimes like I use Tweetbot. Tweetbot is my favorite. I mean, I use Twitter like just for the basic stuff, but when I really yeah. want to start crafting things, doing some filtering, doing a little bit of if this, then that, but not this, and maybe this type of filtering type stuff. Yeah. Um, that's where I use, uh, that's where, um, uh, Tweetbot shines. Yeah. Um, there's some stuff you can do in Tweetbot. For instance, if you wanted to filter a whole bunch of bad things, uh, you can, you can filter all sorts of weird stuff. Like there's, you know, I have like a, a filter list of all these things forever. I'm going to filter. And there's some things where it's like, I don't really care about, um, a particular thing so like you know like oh, I really hate some of these clients so you can actually filter out by the clients that people use so they won't show up so if they somebody uses like Empire of Soccer client or the blind bargains client or co-schedule I could say you know what I don't want co-schedule to ever show up ever again or you know what I don't really care about you know a particular uh, like the Oscars Fiber. or whatever I could just go and say you know what hashtag Oscars 2017 you're going away, and it just filters it, and I never have to look at it. So yeah, so I do the opposite. You, you filter do. what you don't want to see. I filter what I do want to see, but it's the same concept. Yeah. So, but I like so I'm doing it for bus for business. So I need yep. to see our clients and our team. You know, like for WordCamps, I need to see the speakers. I need to see the organizers. I need to see the hashtag. Those are the things I need to see the most. 
Yeah. And on the other day, it's me in that one column with the hashtag and that's it, you know. But that's that's good because like tw- Twitter, Twitter's gotten better at those filters. You they can mute have. names and stuff. You can mute people. You can um, you can do all kinds of stuff. You could turn off their retweets. You know, it's the that's one that's thing. really fun is is um, filtering out HTTP, not sl- colon slash slash, but oh. just HTTP. What it does, it removes all the links from your Twitter feed. And you oh, look in there, you're just like, whoa, funny. these are people talking with just words. Like, whoa, that's really weird. That's why I said the most underutilized part of Twitter is the reply button. Right, exactly. And somebody said to me, so you mean you build relationships with people? Why? Hello? Like, that's how business has been done since the beginning of time. Like, I borrow a cup of sugar from you. You borrow a dozen eggs from me. This is how this relationship works. I do want to give a shout out. I scratch yours. I do want to give a shout out to what used to be called WP Armchair, which is now called Coffrencia. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, that's uh, Bassett's uh, site where he actually tracks um, various uh, the various types of events that are going on. And then you can kind of get into um, a bit of a like hashtag tracker to where you can look yes. and see what things are going on at that place. So it even tells you when the tickets go on sale because he's scraping the API and scraping so a whole awesome. bunch of JSON data and stuff. So, you know, when he started out with this thing, where I was like, I'm just going to do a Twitter search and I'm going to search for a hashtag. And now it's turned into this like ridiculousness. So um, go take a look at that. He's been building this thing out for a little while now and it's pretty nifty and he's been he's been trying to build like almost the official you know client for going to a a word camp without actually leaving your chair so it's pretty nifty yeah no that is a good um because if you're if you're in wordpress that's either your peers or your clients or both or he your also, coworkers. He also has this thing where it's a um, which uh, WordCamp US events are you planning to attend, and then he has like this whole like search thing that's built into that to be able to kind of keep track of what's going on where. So yeah. feel free to go take a look at that. He's been building some really awesome stuff on here, and he's been doing this for a while now. So enjoy it. What else, Bridget? What else can we talk about? I know, about I was here? just thinking, like, because I tried to be more logical. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, you have to use this. Like, I'm stranded on a desert island. This is what I'm going to have Yoast, yeah. Revival Post, Twitter.com, Classic Retweet, Hootsuite. That's my, I got to have that. I have to have that. Oh, and by the way, Buffer does um, support campaign tracking. So that's all built in. Right, that's what I was saying. That's how yeah. I figured out the, the whole 301, 401, 404. And it does analytics itself. So these a lot of these tools, they want to make sure that your links are actually doing well because they're trying oh. to figure out what a good time oh. is. Rebuffer. Oh, yeah, rebuffer. Rebuffer so cool because you can look at it and it will show you, like, this is your top tweet. So what I do, <laughs> what I do, I don't, I do everything by hand, okay? I, I'm just, that's how I am. But I'll go, so when I'm scheduling, especially for clients, uh, I'll go into analytics. I'll look at what's performing. What are the top tweets? Because Twitter, as a culture and a platform, tolerates repetition and volume. 
So I'll yep. go and see what's performing and schedule it again. Buffer will do that for you. It's called Rebuffer. It's so cool. I love Buffer. Nothing's been around for like 2000, what, 14 or 15, somewhere in there. It's been around quite a while. I know, but I haven't been using Buffer for work. I've only been using it for myself. And I just said, let's do this for our clients and make my life easier. Yeah. I was manually, I, it just got too much. So, okay, now it's 7.53 and we have seven minutes. So at the seven-minute warning, I have to say my disclaimer. Okay, what's your disclaimer? Okay, my disclaimer is, or my word of caution, this is probably a better. Okay. So automation, not so great. Scheduling, awesome. Nobody he can says do automation's all not so great. I love it. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you're not going to write a bot to write your content. No, you're definitely not. You're not going to get one of those machines that has people in it. Do but I, I do have a bot that every time something on WordCamp, um, on oc.wordcamp.org happens, I, I post it on Mackly to Twitter. Yeah, okay, so here's the thing with RS, okay, so, okay. Before we get to the RSS feed or search algorithm situation, uh -huh. I just wanna caution people about set it and forget it. So if you schedule things, that's fine but you should still manually check because yep. of several reasons. Number one, let's not forget why you're on social media to build relationships with people. If people are sharing your content and you're not thanking them, guess what's going to happen? They're going to stop sharing. And it takes seven to 10 touch points to regain a customer that you lost. How many of you are going to fly on United ever again, unless you have, unless you bought the thing where you can like drink gin in their special <laughs> club. Okay. So, but, but, so I said that, but here's the thing I've known politicians back when I was doing Twitter for politics who would automatically post to Facebook based upon their name being mentioned in the news. This is not always good because you're not always being mentioned. Well, so, mm -hmm. Yep. I would use Google uh, Alerts, which is another third-party tool. Let it come to your email box. You go ahead and read it, and then send it out if you want. Or use your pocket, if this, then that, uh, which we didn't really touch on. But it's, if this, this, that is maybe a really good tool for developers. But you should, even if you send it to your buffer, if then, this, that, pocket, send this out, whatever, 10 years from now, whatever, Make sure you read it first, okay? Because it might not be talking about you in a, in a light, you know, and you don't want to um, just automatically schedule things um, that, like in Revival Post, if you have an announcement about something, you need to exclude that because it could be, um, it could be really a bad situation or you could just look like you're, Stupid. I don't know how else to say it that's political. Like it looks like you're not paying attention. Yeah. And it looks like you don't know what you're doing, and that's a bad thing. So RSS feeds could be great. Um but the thing is, if uh, I've gotten a lot of emails this year from WordCamps because I've subscribed to their blog. Had mistakes, bad, bad, bad mistakes. Mm. So you don't want something tweeting when you publish. 
right. unless you know you're going to be doing that perfectly all the time. So even though I love Jetpack, I do not recommend publicize at all, ever, for anyone, in any reason whatsoever. You should look at that post and make sure it's ready. Then schedule it till whenever. The other thing I just want to mention is sometimes people die. Yep. I had a person die, and you're, he's tweeting for two year, two three months. So I don't schedule Please. more than a week ahead. Yeah. And then he could just be dead for a week, and then and your your tweets are still going out, and it's not that big of a deal. But at least two weeks later, you know, you, you should be all right. Yeah, I mean, by the time the funeral comes, I'm not tweeting anymore. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but but can you tell us a little bit about like using if this and that with your RSS feeds, because or that do you yeah. use that pocket thing? Like I know people do that. No. That's more developer-y. I don't use Pocket. That's just because I don't like Pocket. I don't yeah. like. I don't. I used to use um, a bunch of bookmarking tools way back in the day, and uh, now I don't really care. I know I'll be able to just do a quick Google search and be able to find it since yeah. Google knows everywhere I've been. The, all those links are going to rise up to the top when I do sure. another search. But if this and that's awesome because. Um, for one, it makes it look like I'm a really good friend. So what it does is any of these, I have these RSS feeds for all the different um, friends of mine, companies that post stuff. And what I'll do is I'll grab their RSS feed and I'll use um, the one that's a RSS feed from a particular site and then you post it with an image um, to my Twitter account. And so what I do is I find an image that's flattering for their, that represents their company um, and takes that, take that and post that on there. So that way I'm not using their, um, their uh, featured image or anything like that. I'm using an image that just is their logo or something. So uh -huh. I'm not taking away from their original post, but I'm also kind of adding additional, you know, a little bit of an additional uh, uh, feel to it. Just as like, oh, look, here's what my friend wrote. And I usually write it like that. Hey, yeah. this is what my friend wrote. Check this out. But no, it's only I've just a certain amount that. of words. And I've seen uh, Blue Steel do that. They'll yep. do, they do it, it's still crafted. And that it makes a difference. It's not like you're not crafting it. Yeah, but it's the same crafting over and over and over again. But still, it <laughs> makes a difference though, Jason. It does make a difference. That little bit of personality, like I've seen tweets, I've seen tweets from corporates yeah. sites that just they look terrible. Mm -hmm. Like I don't think that you give yourself enough credit because those look good, right? So, so just a quickly question: Are you going from if this then that to connect to Buffer? Um, yes, it actually does. So Buffer uh, is filling up your queue. And it's filling up my queue. Um, the other one that I do that's related to that is um, I take a I take from the RSS feed from my, my local WordCamp, which is the Orange County WordCamp, uh -huh. and I'll um, I'll search for their RSS feed for that hashtag that's on wordpress.tv. And then as the videos from WordPress TV come out, I auto tweet as they get posted because I'm known as the video person in, you right. know, in my local WordPress space. So I want to push out that content, even though I wasn't the one producing that video or anything like that. Um, I just want to show that, hey, this, you know, this particular post got um, posted. I want to push this stuff out there. So yeah. Um, so I'll put both of those links in the show notes. So feel free to copy those and find a friend, find somebody that you really admire their stuff. And you know that they spend a lot of time and effort putting in their content. Uh, for me, somebody like Chris Lemma, I always post his stuff that goes out there. 
um, Zeke.com. I always post Zeke stuff because I know that they've spent a lot of time and energy kind of putting all that stuff together and that they're not going to just hit the publish button and then go, oh, no, I misspelled every other word on this whole thing. It's like, no, they trust them. They're trusting. Yeah, yes, exactly. So that's those are the types of folks that I put in there. Yep. Curating intentionally. That's the craft. You're not just automatically searching for iOS 10 and then automatically tweeting that out or automatically searching for Jason Tucker and automatically tweeting that out because that could be bad. You could have enemies. I don't know. You're pretty nice, but sometimes people don't like nice people. I I pop people's tires all the time. It's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it is eight o'clock. Eight o'clock. Uh, I love I love this episode because I yeah, I, just, I can't wait for people to start using this in a way that will help them. I get asked this question every single WordCamp I go to. Probably like people get asked what's their top five plugins. So it's really fun. I like to just every once in a while sparkle this subject matter. I'm just glad you suggested it. Yeah. Well, um, tomorrow on WP Water Cooler, we're going to be talking about the same sort of thing, but relating to um, remote controlling your um, your your WordPress-powered website. So if you want to learn how to use third-party tools to interact with your WordPress website, we're going to be talking about tomorrow at 11 o'clock Pacific. So feel free to come take a look and check that out. Bridget also does a new show on our network that is called... What is it, Bridget? It's called Community Connections. It happens on the second Thursday of the month at 7 o'clock. It's a half hour and features somebody in the community with me and Jen Miller. You can find out more about Jen Miller at jenblogsforyou.com. Actually, it's needsomewhenteblog.com. On Twitter, she's <laughs> jenblogs for the letter, for the number. You, I screwed that up. Everybody knows <laughs> Jen Miller. Hi, Jen. <laughs> Jen just showed up about two seconds ago. because she thought awesome. Good job, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> awesome well that's about it for tonight make sure you go over to our website at wpwatercore.com slash wpblab you can check out all the information that's over there we had some amazing folks that helped us out in doing our show notes i want to thank you very much to cheryl and very much to sherry as well as uh, doug looks like all three of those folks helped us out so thank you very much for helping us out with those show notes we really appreciate it go follow them on twitter we're going to be putting their links into our show notes as well Make sure you go to our website, click on the links there to subscribe. If you enjoyed this content, hit the little thumbs up button. If you didn't like this content, hit the thumbs down button twice. We really appreciate that. And look, did you know there's a comment section on here? I would love to see some comments from either on our website or over on YouTube. So feel free to go do that. Thank you very much. You have a good rest of your day. Talk to you all later. Hit the subscribe button on YouTube. Bye.